and welcome to today's guest on Talking Travels and Other Stuff. I'd like to welcome Melanie Harrison from Harrison's Chambers of Distinction, the latest and most fabulous hotel to reach Belfast. Welcome to the show, Melanie. Good morning. I'm delighted to be talking to you this morning, Sarah. Hey, welcome. (laughs) How is it over there in Belfast? Feeling Christmassy? Very Christmassy because I've just put all my lights up and I think you can actually see me from the International Space Station. I got so carried away. But like, (laughs) who's ever complained about having too many fairy lights? No, bring it on. They're just everywhere. So the whole place is glowing, sparkling, trying to bring a bit of joy uh, to this COVID Christmas. So Christmas is not cancelled in Harrison. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And this is the first Christmas you'd be open. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm open, but I can't I can't have tourists, of course. So I just have some essential workers staying. So the doors are open. So there's a bit of a vibe about the place. And well, I just thought, well, you know, why not then, you know, really decorate the place up so that at least people can see what they'll be getting inside because a lot of people can't come inside they're dying to come through these doors and see what what little treasures are are here so um i'm just giving them a little bit of a teaser taster whenever they they walk past so it's really got the wow factor and uh i'm bringing a few smiles to passers-by faces which is the aim so tell us about your baby. So tell us, everybody, if you don't mind, what's the history yeah. of the hotel? And how long have you been planning it? Well, I got the sort of go ahead. I got the keys about three years ago, but um, this was actually um, an insurance broker's set of offices. And then, you know, whenever you go inside here, you realise all the rich history. This was actually the home of Cleaver, who was had Robinson and Cleaver's department store, which was a big Victorian, I mean, with big grand marble staircases, real old style. And this was this was built at the height of the wealth of Belfast. Belfast was the wealthiest city in Europe at this time. We were Linenopolis, and 60% of all the linen sold came from this man's department store and this was the place everybody all the ladies would have gone for their furs and their jewelry and their makeup and their fine linen and all of this so to be connected in with this it's a really iconic building it's a really big part of Belfast history and this is a really iconic row there's no other uh, buildings that look like this in Belfast it's a it's a Victorian terrace four story beautiful conical roofs and marble um, columns and it's just exquisite the original cornicing from 1879 is, is, is within here and it's just you know the last word when it was offices you couldn't really appreciate it so much but we brought it back to life and really um i wanted to restore what it would have looked like so i got the old floorboards from the royal victoria hospital i got the old railings from the everington barracks and dairy which were 1840s and uh, we have used you know antiques that would have been in people's houses around that time all victorian edwardian furniture and really tried to bring this back to life 
but not too museum because as we'll talk about, there's a wee bit of mischief and cheek and naughtiness <laughs> in every corner and every room. Um, so it doesn't sound very typical of Belfast and um, because you've got this, the tagline, scoundrels and scholars, like, it, you know, that isn't something that you would associate with a Belfast hotel. Yeah, Belfast hotels have been more traditional. I mean, there's some beautiful ones around, um, but we, you know, mainly veer towards what you would think of usually, you know, just when you, when you go to a hotel, you know. Um, but this, um, the reason I, I chose Scoundrels and Scholars to lays my tagline is I'm on the campus of Queen's University. And, um, well, I just found out the other day this really lovely little golden nugget of knowledge. Apparently, these houses were called Bachelor's Row by the, the, by the Queen's students in the 30s and 40s. So if you managed to snag yourself a guy from this row, they were very eligible. They were the cream of the cream. You wanted to get one of the guys who lived in one of these apartments these were all changed, you know, to apartments, you know, during that time. So that's why it was nicknamed this Bachelor's Row. So, yes, we've had all of these scholars who have lived here. And then, you know, we're trying to attract a few scoundrels as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, as we say, we don't take ourselves too seriously here. You know, we want people to have fun. So, yeah, I just sort of thought that matched we don't want to think it's too scholarly and too well behaved or you know a bit of a reverence here is, is always welcome really and i love that so do you think that um it could have worked anywhere else in belfast or was it just this row and this kind of type of house that you wanted to develop well i just think this house has so much personality i probably could you know, there's some beautiful architecture in Belfast that has been really left very unloved. And, you know, I could imagine that you could do it. But, you know, this particular project, I really felt my way around it in that, you know, each room I, has a different feeling and, and a personality of its own. And I just feel like, you know, this building, it's sort of like if buildings could talk you know, every building can tell you a different story about who lived there, you know, the little features and things. So I suppose it's just like the people of the city, you know, you know, every, everyone has their own unique qualities. You know, the buildings have their own unique qualities, full of character, full of personality. So, yeah. So, yes, I could have probably done a project anywhere, but I did really fall in love with these buildings. Like... Um, they're amazing, exquisite and stunning. There, there's there's no row like this anywhere in the city, and I haven't haven't really even seen anything like it anywhere in the world. You know, mm. so it's it's very unique. Yeah, yeah, sounds it. And then you've obviously you've got your kind of scholars as well. So yeah, <laughs> I, I want to meet the I want to meet all the bachelors. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm going to do, so um. It's not Bachelor's Row anymore, you know, you know, I'm single. I think it's going to be uh, Spinster's Row. I think all the eligible <laughs> females are going to be here. You know, I can see, you know. I'm <laughs> Spinster at the moment as well. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, <laughs> so how do we get there? Describe where it is in the city then. Is it close to the airport? Is it walkable into town? Well, from the city airport, where we, where Aer Lingus are, have really taken over a lot of flights there at the moment to all areas of England, uh, it's 3.8 miles to be precise. Um, the international airport in Belfast is, is quite funny because it's out of out of the city. So you're talking three quarters of an hour away, really in a taxi or drive. Mm -hmm. But if you fly to the city, it's only 3.8 miles. We are right in the, well, I call it the theatre and museum quarter, but officially it's called the Queen's Quarter because we are on the campus of old Queen's University which was built by Queen Victoria as really exquisite and we have had some very famous scholars coming from that um, but um, we have the Lyric around the corner which that's where Liam Neeson learned his craft and it, it's you know always fantastic um, you know plays there in non-COVID times. Ruling, um, just imagining Liam Neeson just for a second. <laughs> Oh, yeah. um, and then we have um, just a mile to the left in a straight line. You just turn the door and you just walk 15 minutes and you're at the Belfast Opera House, which is getting refurbished at the moment. They took a very, that was a very opportune time to do refurbishment. Who knew COVID was coming? <laughs> they were refurbishing anyway, so perfect for them. So yeah. it's going to be even more fabulous. They're just, they've taken out all the old, um, you know, red velvet seats and things like that, and they're just restoring it. But um, I think the architect there was Macklin, and he did all of the opera houses at that time all over Britain. So it's exquisite building. And then we have our little accidental theatre, which is literally just a few minutes walk from here in an old bank. And it's very quirky and you have all these very um, improv comedy nights and people doing very new plays. And, you know, a lot of the time you'll, you'll buy a book and see a performance and it's, I really love that because you just don't know what's going to be happening and it's a little bit of a lucky bag of different things and we have the museum across the road in the botanic gardens which is really sort of very connected to the main lanyon uh, building of, of queens and inside it's a fantastic little museum it's it's you know one of the best art collection in northern ireland and we have you know i have a the Lavery Room, Sir John Lavery's paintings and Connor, you know, a lot of the big names from Belfast. But also we um, have, you know, modern art, sculpture, um, and it, it's lovely. It's, a, it's not only art, but a lot of history of Belfast. We have a mummy in there. We have an old ship that sank off, and, you know, one of the Spanish Armada, the treasures of the ship that sank off the coast of Port Rush and things. So I, I really enjoy going into that museum. I, I go all the time and even though it's small, I keep seeing new things. So yeah. uh, it's lovely. Yeah, so I call it the uh, Museum and Theatre Quarter, which is just a term I've coined myself. <laughs> Everyone else calls it the Queen's Quarter because we're on the campus of the university. Oh, do you know that there's so much to do in Belfast because you can pop over for a long weekend, you could go, you know, the summer is different from the winter, you've got the nature, you've got beaches if it's a little drive, you've got Giant's Causeway, There's, uh, and all the culture, and shopping. Yeah, I mean, 
really, <laughs> people would be really surprised about the culture. Before COVID, I really felt that Belfast was a city of festivals. I mean, every single month, there's there's some, you know, like the Cathedral Quarter Festival, the Festival of Foods, which is fantastic. You know, it's all like street performer, hilarious. Um, you know, different music festivals. Um, it, you know, all all these fantastic, really rich, and and all of these are free. So, you know, you're just going on. And this is such a change from 20 years ago. 20 years ago in Belfast, there was nothing to do. There was the city centre was completely cordoned off. You were searched going in, going out. Your shopping bags were searched. I mean, it was a ghost town. There was hardly a restaurant, a, a nightlife or anything. Now it's just buzzing mm. with life. And there really is a lot of very talented artists, musicians. The art scene in Belfast is really, really strong. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel that you could really come and you wouldn't really have to spend a lot of money. You could just sort of walk around and feel that culture. You, you'll see, you know, you go to a bar and there'll be someone playing music and it'll be free of charge, but it'll be really top quality stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like, you know, if you came to Belfast, you would have a really fun packed weekend, but it wouldn't be breaking the bank. And it can be very spontaneous. You don't. I'm not really a fan of, like, if I go to London, for example, people go, oh, well, we book a show, or we book dinner, or whatever. I, go, Look, I love to go and just feel the city and be spontaneous and not book things, because then you just don't know where things will lead. And Belfast is one of those places that... You know, you, you just get all these little surprises. You don't have to plan it out so much. You can plan a lot when you get here. So yeah. you're, let's just talk back about the hotel. So you've built the, you've, you've kind of designed it and each room has got a different character for a personality. A local yes. Irish, was that hard to kind of brainstorm who was going to go where and... Um, you know, work well, with all of my rooms, I started out with a huge list because there are so many people from Northern Ireland that you know people don't even realize that you know that they, they've had links to, to Belfast and things like that. You know, so the likes of the, the Brontes and you know, Ruby Murray was from here, Jonathan Swift lived in Belfast for a while, you know, even um. Yates's father was from 30 miles from here. All of these different stories. Um, but, uh, and, and, and then, you know, there was like just different odd things. Like I, I didn't use this guy, but like somebody who invented like milk of magnesia or, you know, somebody invented the tire or Massey Ferguson tractor, all these sort of things. But I'm really attracted to, you know, the, the letter, the writers, the eccentric characters. So whenever I boiled the list down, the people that I really felt an affinity with were these more eccentric characters, writers and musicians and poets. The likes of Beckett, for example, he taught in Campbell here and he went to Petora School in Enniskillen, which is Northern Ireland. You know, I just love their whole life stories. And actually, sometimes I went into a room and I thought it was going to be, for example, I still have a lavery room, but I, I was going to have lavery in one of the front rooms. And I went, 
this doesn't feel like him. <laughs> personality there's yeah. like changed it to somebody else and I just really do think the rooms feel like they are they're not overly themed there's just little nods to these people and it's not like in your face because I feel like you know people will go oh you should just do a big mural like all of it my, my customers are more intelligent than that they are able I'll give them some information they'll piece it together Sometimes it's nice to not give people too much overload. You give people information. I can t- I can fill in the gaps. We can talk about it, or they probably will know a bit about the character themselves. So you know the rooms are tastefully done in that there's nods to these characters and there's little clues, um, you know. And then you know, but it's it's more when people go in, they go, oh this, oh this really feels like the Brontes, even though. You know, maybe I just have, you know, just some of the books in the room, but the, the decor just feels like somewhere where they would, yeah. you know, there's little, their father was the rector, so I have a, a, a piece of art. Then it just turns into tackiness, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? So you've got 17 rooms. Well, I have 16 rooms, funny you should mention. I was to have 17 rooms, and then with this whole... Covid thing, um, I've, I've realised actually it's really kind of nice to have this time to, to to do a wee bit of like changing around and being a bit more considered <laughs> because <laughs> what I realised that people actually were wanting spa treatments. So what I've done is that room was going to be huge. It was going to be a big cleaver suite downstairs. So my sister Nola, who um, was working in another big hotel in their spa she's opening her own spa here on the bottom floor like a victorian type of spa with all these lovely treatments so it means that i just think that the vibe here it's quite relaxed no televisions in the rooms the rooms are really soundproof people can really have a look a long leisurely breakfast, whether they're in the room or whenever I open the restaurant, they can sit and read the paper or read a book. There's freestanding baths in the room. It's all designed so you have a really great night's sleep, relaxed stay. You're not going to be disturbed by somebody playing you know, Sky News at eight o'clock in the morning while they're blasting a hairdryer and having a shower. It's not that kind of place. So we've got this spa and then this other gorgeous room at the very front of the house, the bay window. I think what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to maybe have a little, like a little club where people can sort of come in and book a table, buy a nice bottle. I might have a bit of entertainment on, maybe like a musician or there could be a bit of maybe improv comedy or maybe somebody doing a reader it depends on what night it is whether it's a saturday or a friday or a monday maybe a never, you never know little locally made movies really celebrating everything you know the talent that is in belfast and somewhere where people can sit and congregate because you know i don't know about you sarah but you know when you go away and you meet somebody sitting at the next table at a restaurant or a cafe, you meet somebody else in the hotel and you really feel an affinity with them and you get to chat with them. And they might be a local person from around the corner or they might be somebody else from another country or you might even meet somebody else from Brighton. Who knows? I know. I love love to see people in the hotel chatting, 
exchanging ideas, having good conversation, having the crack. And that sort of brings me joy whenever I see people getting yeah. along. So I think I might make that um, what was going to be the bedroom and a little club. Because I think it would good. really, I think it would really make my place stand out from yeah. from others. So yeah. that's something I'm going to plan. Yeah, and turn it into a bit of a destination. Then people can kind of just come yeah. for the table and I mean, that would be my dream to be. You know, if somebody said, "Are you going to Belfast? You must go to the Harrison." That was that's my dream. You know, <laughs> I'd love to be a landmark. You know, yeah, of course, yeah. You know, there's lots of lovely things to do in around here, and you're only a miles walk to town. You know, there's all that nightlife. You know, a mile away mm. from me. But I mean, and saying that, like in the Botanic Gardens, we were supposed to be having all these great concerts um, this year. We were supposed to be having, you know, the Fontaines DC that we're supposed to be playing. We were supposed to have the National playing there. Tom Jones. You could have gone and thrown your knickers at Tom Jones in the park. <laughs> you, um, Sinead O'Connor. Some really great local acts um, like Soak. I don't know if you've heard of her. Fantastic band from yeah. Derry. Um, and we were going to have all of this this summer right across the road and uh, you don't have to go into town but um, of course that was all cancelled so I'm really hoping that this is going to all happen again mm-hmm. we did have like Van Morrison and all playing last summer it was a great success yeah. so um, yeah let's let's hope that we get back to normality and this can all happen again because it was going to be so exciting and you know, people had booked to go and see these acts. And I'm sure, you know, like, yeah. just, just lay low for the moment. 2021, boom. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm all about the new year now. <laughs> we'll never be in the house. We'll all be uh, traveling and going out. And... Absolutely. Wow, wow. So did you, have you run a hotel before? Have you always been in the hospitality or the hotel industry? No, I haven't. My background isn't in hospitality, actually. So I really was just a, a travel maniac. I, as soon as I <laughs> get away with, you know, legally with my passport, I was, I was out of here. I, I don't think I really, well, I mean, it was a very different place, the fast and Northern Ireland at that time. It, it, we did have the troubles and the conflict. It was quite conservative. You know, there wasn't a lot to do and there wasn't, you know, there just wasn't the opportunities for all this sort of art and culture and theatre and music. I always loved music and things. So I just, you know, I, I made a break. First destination was just the States. It was just sort of the, you know, it was the best opportunity. Off I went and I lived, I lived in the States a few times. I lived in New Zealand for a couple of years. I lived in France for a couple of years. I lived down in Devon, gorgeous place for a couple of years. Um, so the last place I lived was France. I came back 10 years ago and I just went, oh my goodness, Belfast is amazing now. I just couldn't get over it. Um, and, you know, I just, so what I what I have, have been doing was I was doing like a B&B next door, which I sort of fell into because again, I fell in love with that building. It was an office block. I restored that. I live in the first top three stories. And then beneath that, I have five ensuite rooms. But I mean, I was just bursting at the seams all the time. I just couldn't 
keep up with the demand and I was sending all these people because I can't say no to anyone you know like <laughs> you know if somebody wants to come to Belfast I, I get so excited so I was farming all these people out to friends and neighbours have you got a room this lovely person wants to come and you know so <laughs> I just thought right well I need more rooms and then whenever the opportunity as Dawson might close their doors I thought well I'm going to reopen them and I'm going to have Harrison um, so and the more I think you know I just thought this this place is so full of stories because the stories just kept coming out literally from the floorboards because <laughs> you know I, I knew from doing my own house that the floorboards were supposed to be mahogany which you know they're all been ripped out so I went on this quest to find these floorboards I, I found in Fermanagh but they were actually from the city hospital or the Royal Victoria Hospital which is you know not even a mile from here and I'm bringing them back again on the Victorian. <laughs> I said, even this floorboards have stories. So I just went right from now on, everything, if it's going to be here, it must have a story. It doesn't get through the door unless it has a story. So this is a place of stories, you Love know, that. everything has yeah. a story. You know, you know, that that's that's my ethos really and, and and local everything is local even the toiletries are local the 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 the, the carpets are, are from the ulster carpets they um they did the carpets in the titanic for example so you just you, you just pick one thing and just go yeah. down this whole rabbit hole of, of history <laughs> you know I, you know no, it does. It sounds really educational, and I bet all your um, all your guests will be making their own stories. You'll have like wedding. Well, I hope so. It sounds funky and it sounds romantic, and it just sounds like you're going to like write a book. Yeah, well, funny. I have um, a local author coming in to see me, and I did pop in today, and you know, I was just thinking, I just love the thought of somebody sitting writing up there. So I was just saying to him. If, you know, during these times, why don't you, why don't you use? Because see, when you sit by those windows, I mean, I'm not a writer, but actually feel like write, writing something myself. <laughs> and I don't know, imagine what somebody who's like really creative could do. I mean, yeah. you look at the, the bare windows are just these beautiful, big, huge, you know, round windows, and they just look onto this gorgeous leafy street onto other Victoria and Georgian buildings that are owned by Queen's University and this beautiful old Fisherwick church and you know the views are stunning out of the windows which you don't always get when you stay you know in a hotel sometimes you've got a brick wall outside so I just feel like that whole you know and and especially the top rooms like the likes of my Yates room it's really up in the clouds you're at the top of the trees basically you can look out the window and the birds are building nests out there you know it's so high you're at the top of the spire of the church and, and the sunset coming over it's really there's something really romantic yeah. about it beautiful feeling yeah. you know it's yeah. hard to describe you just have to come over and, <laughs> and feel it for yourself but, <laughs> so you know I, I would really love I mean if somebody wanted to use it for writers retreats or something like that I would just, that would be another dream. I just love the thought of creativity happening in here yeah. and stories unfolding. I have had a few characters already. I have had uh, um, a, a guy, a, a filmmaker. I've had an author staying here. I have 
had a guy who's writing an opera staying here, you know, because this is all, you know, they're all working. So they were allowed to be here. Um, so, you know, I, I, oh yeah, I had, a, I had a French dancer for a month. Oh, she, she, she stayed here because she was doing some, something for the BBC. Wow. Uh, and she had to quarantine and stay here or whatever. She was up in the attic. Yeah, little sprinkles of magic. And, and well, I think, you know, you know, whenever you do get, you know, all these very funny, interesting people coming in, it's everybody sparks off each other, really. You know, mm-hmm. it's a building, the people, the vibe. Yeah. You know, whenever you go into any place, you always feel you always feel a vibe within minutes, don't you? Yeah. Going, oh, I, can, I know I can sort of feel what this is. So yeah. a lot of yeah. people have been commenting on that and going, oh goodness, you know, I'm, I'm well, really I'm getting. Get- I'm getting a vibe just by speaking to you. I'm just getting your energy. <laughs> oh, roll on, roll on to when I can come. That I'll put there. you in my attic. There's a, there's a fantastic room up there, actually. There's, a, um, there's a, a local designer here, um, Grania Meyer. She's quite well known, actually, for her millinery. She actually did... Um, Fergie's hat for that wedding there recently. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she actually drew my uh, wallpaper, and that's really quite fun. So I'm all about local design, whether the designers of, you know, of old, of of an old chest of drawers that are, you know, from Victorian times, or, you know, so she she actually has done me two rooms, and I call them the boudoirs. She's done this booby wallpaper. One is like a white background, one is a black background. And that they are really fun rooms. They're really quirky and different. And yeah. they're, they're, they're a wee bit of a different feel from this because they're not about a person. But I just sort of, I just give her free reign to do whatever she wanted. She ended up making blinds and lampshades and all sorts of things. Yeah. And um, they're really fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're they're lovely and airy and open as well. So that's yeah, we're attic rooms and which to write. Yeah. Use one yeah. of the boudoirs. Oh, <laughs> oh, Melanie sounds amazing. Um well I'm 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 inspired and I'm gonna put Belfast very high up on the list. Oh, yes. <laughs> You'll have to be there. You'll have to show me around. I think we'd have such a giggle. Yes. I think I'll have, yeah, I might have to make my own, you know, Harrison Hotels tours. I think we could have really good fun here. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, get, get over to Belfast and hopefully then we have all our, all our music and art scene and everything back because they're already and raring to go. Good. Um, yeah. Christmas carols I saw and all your openings. Oh, yeah, so yeah. we're having, oh yeah, we're having on the 4th of December, we have got Scott Flanagan, very well known jazz pianist here, he's class, and um, Marion Jordan, a vocalist, they usually sing in Burt's Jazz Bar. Um, they're going to be doing from the C.S. Lewis suite, they're going to be doing some Christmas jazz. So when you're putting your Christmas tree up, you have a wee glass of wine and listen to all these kind of really cool jazz sounds and uh or just do nothing. <laughs> or just, just have a mold wine in the bailey. <laughs> um, 
You could do it, yeah. So that's happening and that's going to be live streamed. So if you follow my social media and also if you join um, www.chambersofdistinction.com, you actually, if you're a subscriber, you can get all um, discounts and offers and you'll get reminders of all these events that are happening online. So definitely by joining the website, you, you definitely not miss, because sometimes it's easy to miss things on Facebook and everything, because you don't want to yeah, be on the newsletter. Time, you know? yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the website is the best way. We're also doing the carol service. Yeah, we're going to have some carol singers on the steps. Hopefully I'll be handing out some mulled wine and uh, hot chocolate if I'm allowed. By, yeah. the, by the social distancing laws, laws that be. And uh, yeah, just bring a bit of Christmas spirit and joy to this area because we all need something to look forward to, don't we? Yes. Oh well, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there with this. I'll be there with my little um, angel outfit on in the carols. <laughs> <laughs> we can have you zip lining out of one of the windows and you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless you, oh Melanie! Thank you so much for your time, and I can't wait. I, you know, for everything to kind of go back to normal, so you can be open properly. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having you over, yeah. Sarah. Yay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, I think you love it. That's all, folks. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.